ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Alrighty there, Andrew. That was very. I, I always get pumped up when I hear that damn thing. Oh yeah, you got to get pumped up when you hear Benny B Woo-hoo. yelling into the microphone. Benny B. Hey, I am Christopher Perry. I am the uh, commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. This is the WCHL podcast. That voice is my very best friend in all the world, Andrew Majorkirth, the director of ice procurement at the Blazers <laughs> Ice Center, the assistant general manager for OU Hockey, and a music man, public address announcer extraordinaire. Andrew, no doubt about it. I mean. Man, what do you think? What do you think? It's been a kind of a wild week since we've uh, spoken last. You know what? It seems like it's been a couple of weeks since we've spoken. There's been so much going on. You've missed me, huh? I've missed you. Oh, <laughs> that just yeah. warms my heart right there. I bet it does. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cut and paste that one. I'm gonna save that one. <laughs> yeah, oh when, yeah. When I'm when I'm dead, I'm gonna just have my wife play that one. <laughs> Andrew, yeah. I missed me. He missed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he missed me. <laughs> Nobody else did, but Andrew misses me. Oh, <laughs> hey, since we talked last, um, uh, we have the final rankings for nationals. Since we talked last, we also have the uh, nationals field set for. Uh, uh, down the the our men's division one tournament down there in Frisco, so Andrew, let's uh, let's go through the, um, the the computer rankings really quick. Okay. Um, we had three teams finish. Actually, we had four teams finish in the top twenty five. Uh, Arizona finished number eight. Central Oklahoma finished number thirteen. Arizona State finished number eighteen. Oklahoma finished number twenty two. And then we had three other teams out of the conference finish outside the top twenty five. That would be Missouri State at thirty one. Colorado State at 37 and Colorado at 49. And so um, what that means is that three, the WCHL gets three teams into the field for nationals. Yep. We were uh, a little shocking. We, you know, we thought fear for quite a while that we were going to have four teams. You know, I was, I, I actually had hoped for five, but that, that once I saw kind of where Missouri state season was going, that kind of, uh, fell yeah, by the we, wayside, but yeah, I was hoping that Oklahoma would make it, but boy, uh, losing the last nine games out of the season, isn't going to yeah. uh, get you into, into any kind of a tournament. Yeah. Nine, nine game skid kind of put the kibosh on their national soaps right there. Gets you, it gets you into the, let's go on spring break early tournament. That's right. That's so, right. Here we go. Here we go. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so Arizona, Central Oklahoma, and Arizona State uh, finish um, uh, high enough to uh, get into the national tournament. And I'll tell you, Arizona State actually finished in a three-way tie for number seventeen, and uh, they finished with uh, a tie with Calvin and with uh, Iowa State. And, uh, because of the, um, and I think we talked about this in the last podcast, it's been a while, but, um, because of how the tiebreakers go, Iowa state ends up being the team that, um, is number 19 and that's, yep. that means they get bumped. They got bumped. Bump, do the bump, do the bump, bump, bump. So, uh, yeah. sucks no, to be yeah. them. Yep. Yep. They, uh, but good, Hey, good Arizona for state, 18 back at nationals. There you go. Congratulations. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Back in. And so you probably know. 
Yep. You'd probably know this off the top of your head. It's been what two seasons or three seasons since they've been. Uh, they were at uh, Columbus one. They did not make Columbus two or Frisco. So yeah. Okay. So so this is this will be two years without being there. That's right. Two years. So, so. Uh, yeah, back at it. So great back for them. At it. Yeah, very nice. Great for them. Hey, uh, so the field is set, and as uh, discerning listeners to the uh, WCHL podcast kind of figured out, um, if 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 you could piece together some of uh, some of the stuff that we said. Um, the, the, you could kind of put together where the field was numbers one through eight did not change. So Adrian stays number one, Liberty's number two, Lindawood is number three, Ohio is number four. Um, let's see. Number five is Minot state. Minot, number yeah. six is Michigan Dearborn. Michigan Dearborn. Seven is Stony Brook. Eight is Arizona. Uh, one of the big winners of last weekend was, uh, Illinois. They jumped all the way from 15 to number nine with, uh, some big wins. That's a big jump. A huge jump, especially during the last. It's it's a huge jump at the right time. Um, and then uh, Indiana Tech is number 10. Davenport's number 11. Jamestown 12, as we said, UCO 13. Drexel, the champion of the ECHA, uh, the Eastern Collegiate Hockey Association out of Philly, they finish in 14th spot. Uh, so I think this is uh, the first time in... Uh, well, the first time that I'm aware of that they have not had to use an auto bid spot to get in there. They earned their so spot. They earned it. Well, they, like it. They, earned, they earned it both ways, but you know what I'm saying? They, their yeah, auto they, bid, their auto bid didn't eat away at somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's been a while since the past couple of years, it's been three or four teams that have been eating up auto bids on the backside there. Yeah. It's been three. And so congrats to Drexel for, uh, for getting in there and, um, not having to eat a spot. So that's, that's good. Vegas, UNLV finishes number 15. Aquinas is number 16. Calvin College finishes number 17. And Arizona State, number 18. The two teams that got bumped from the tournament, uh, uh, number 19, Iowa State, and number 20, Pittsburgh. It kind of stinks because Pittsburgh was, uh, they were in the CHMA. They were they were ranked number 18th, but they lost in their final game to IUP by a score of 4-1. to And... Uh, so IUP is going and Pittsburgh is staying home. That's kind of a kick in the gut right there. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what happened. So the two auto bids that are coming are, uh, IUP from this, uh, from college hockey, mid America, the, uh, Pittsburgh league and Niagara out of that terrible New York league. Um, that's the <laughs> NECHL. Uh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. So, uh, but, but you know what? Hey, in for a penny, in for a pound, right? I don't care. That's, that's right. That's right. Those guys, uh, there's been a lot of whining on Twitter. If you follow some of these, some certain accounts, there's been a lot of whining on Twitter about the rankings and you're like, you know, come on, quit playing the yes. East handkerchief state. And, um, you know, the, the blind boys of Alabama. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. I know exactly which account you're talking about. And yes, it's, yeah. Yeah. You want to tell them to put their money where their mouth is and, there you go. Come out. Strap come out west and get in yeah, the ring. Come, get in the ring. Come out west and play some big boys, right? There you go. So that's the uh, that's the field. That's one through twenty. Who's made it into the national tournament? Andrew. Um, let's do this. Uh, games thirteen through twenty uh, will be played on Thursday. The winners of those Thursday games will take uh, will take on numbers one through four on Friday. Yep. On Saturday, it will be teams ranked 5 through 12, and then the Friday winners will play the Saturday winners on Sunday. And in the quarterfinals, the, those winners will play one another. Uh, they'll have a reseed on Monday. Uh, so the highest winner on uh, Saturday on Sunday will, will play the lowest winner. 
and then the two in the middle will play again on. Uh, well, they'll they'll play each other on the semifinal games on Monday night, and then we'll crown a champion on Tuesday night. Yep. So let's go through the uh, the field, if you will, Andrew. Um, are you? Do you have your prediction hat on? You know what? I've got my uh, notes right here in front of me. Oh no! So if you want, on Thursday we have game number one, game number two, game number three, and game number four. <laughs> Man, you count so well. I do. Uh, I, even, I didn't even look at my hands when I did that. <laughs> Game number one is going to be uh, Thursday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Central Oklahoma, number 13, takes on uh, Niagara, the winner of that crappy New York League. Uh, they're number 20. I think the way the final rankings turned out, let me scroll down here. I think they ended up like 39. Let's see. Nope, 38. Excuse me. 38. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. They, they, oh, moved, yeah. they moved all the way from 40 to 38. Woohoo. <laughs> uh, so Central Oklahoma versus Niagara. Andrew, who do you got? I am taking this is a little bit of an intriguing matchup because these two teams have a little bit of history yeah. with playing each other. But I am taking UCO on this one. There's a shock. Yeah, shocker right there. The, uh, that's pretty much a no-brainer in my opinion. That's yeah, a no-brainer in my opinion too. So yeah, yeah. All right, so, uh, game. Do you do you have any other insight, or is that all you're going to do? Is say now nah, UCO is going to wipe the ice with them? Yeah, I think UCO is going to take care of business. So I think that's a pretty easy one to call. You know, the the thing Niagara has going for them is they're big, they're thick, they're bulky, they're slow. So if they get a hold of you, they're going to make you pay. Yeah, physically, but that's a big if. Yeah, I think uh, I think Cole Beans and uh, Mikhailov and those guys are gonna run right through them. And if they throw Henry back there, I don't think it's gonna be much of a contest. So there you go. All right, um, game number two at one thirty in the afternoon. Drexel number fourteen against number nineteen IUP from the PU conference. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the Pittsburgh conference. <laughs> I thought it was you just hold your nose and go. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Drexel versus IUP. So Pittsburgh versus Drexel, versus Pennsylvania. Indiana, Indiana, Pennsylvania. You know what? I'm taking Drexel on this one. Yeah. With an asterisk. The, with an uh, at- I don't, I, well, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All the right. uh, right. yeah, I'm calling this one. The uh, I didn't think uh, Indiana Penn. I was like, who 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 are these guys? Yeah. And then they come in and beat a top twenty team. Pittsburgh was ranked fairly high all season long. Yeah. And then these guys waltz into the championship of their little league there and and beat them four to one. So who knows? Yeah, this- I, hey, you know what? I think uh, I think the stars aligned in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh played well for for a period or two in that game, and I'm not trying to discount anything that IUP said or did. But uh, Drexel, I know that Drexel gave Oklahoma a run for their money last year. I think it was. They did. Yeah, they're no slouch. That's for sure. Yeah, I would take Drexel. This is a battle of uh, Pennsylvania, Philly, Drexel versus uh, IUP, Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh. So uh, the battle of the Keystone State. I'm going to go with Drexel. Yeah, I think Drexel's the way to go. All right, game number three on Thursday is going to be at five in the afternoon. UNLV number fifteen against the WCHL's very own darling number eighteen Arizona State. I uh, I think this is the marquee matchup on Thursday for sure. Yeah, the uh, I am taking if if we have a healthy ASU team going into this thing, which we should since they've had a couple weeks to rest and recoup. I am taking Arizona State over UNLV. Yeah, I will too. I will too. I now. I know that our friend, um, uh, the, the, the wizard, all hat, no cape. I know that he uh, disagrees vehemently, but, um, you know, spe- you know, wow. UNLV just spanked ASU twice a couple of weeks ago up in Vegas. 
Um, I think that's going to weigh heavily uh, uh, in ASU's favor and against Vegas. I think Vegas will yeah, come I in so too. fat, dumb, and happy and thinking, man, this is cake. And yeah, ASU's going to be cheesed off, and uh, they're going to be rip-roaring ready to go. Yeah, and, and we and we know that ASU didn't waltz into that weekend with a with a full squad and a healthy squad. So now that these guys have had some time to uh, recoup, UNLV is the most penalized team in the tournament. Oh. So I think ASU is going to be able to, with Plord and Lackey and Studioso and, and all the cast of characters, I think uh, Arizona State's going to be able to take advantage of their uh, undiscipline on UNLV side. And I see Arizona State waltzing out with a win. UNLV is the most penalized team? 777 minutes on the season. Oh, my goodness. Who's number two? Ohio at 735. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you number three real quick if you want it. No. <laughs> yeah, sure. Give me number three. Who's number three? Number, number three is Liberty at 692. Oh, okay, now see, that makes perfect sense. Liberty. Oh, those guys. But, I, but I, am putting, I am putting a huge asterisk, bold, whatever. I pulled this off of the ACHO website, so oh. I got I got in trouble mid-season with that because I was going off of some stats that weren't accurate. So That ACHA website just absolutely blows. It, um, yeah. you know, it's garbage in, garbage out. Um, so, yeah, so, take yeah, it with a grain of salt is what I'm saying, what you're saying. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt, but, yeah, it's it's what's on there. So okay. it makes it makes sense if you look at it and all that. So the bad, we're going to roll with it. The bad boys of ACHA hockey, UNLV. Yep, that is for sure. Yeah, it makes sense. They wear black. Yeah, yeah. UCO, they're not too far behind, though. They're still number four. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, near, they're no saints, that's for sure. You're <laughs> and dear to our heart. Well, hey, speaking of the saints yeah. – um, the Saints of Aquinas are number 16. They're going to play the uh, Knights of Calvin, number 17, in a uh, uh, Thurs- in the finale on Thursday. That's an 8.30 start. Um, those two teams apparently are only three miles apart, um, yet they're going to be traveling, I don't know, however. All, how, how all the way down to Dallas, yeah. Yeah, all the way down to Dallas just to play one another. So uh, what do you got there, Aquinas versus Calvin? Yeah, Aquinas versus Calvin, 16-17 is never a disappointment game to watch, but I am taking Aquinas on this one. Yeah, I'm going to take Aquinas too. I'm going to root against Calvin every chance I get. So, Yeah, um, yeah I, I think. Uh, they, have a, they have a restriction on playing games on Sunday, and I don't want to get, get anywhere close to that. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But I think, yeah, Aquinas, they score more goals and they give up less goals than Calvin. So I think it's going to be a good one. Aquinas, uh, a former ACHA Division II champion, and Calvin, I believe, a former ACHA Division III champion, or maybe they played for it a couple of times. So, um, okay, so there we go. That's the first day. Uh, Central Oklahoma versus Niagara, Drexel versus IUP, UNLV versus ASU, and Aquinas versus Calvin. Um, so th- here's the way uh, Friday would work. Friday has number four, Ohio, playing in the early morning game. They would play the winner of Central Oklahoma Niagara. And we have that being Central Oklahoma. So Ohio yep. versus Central Oklahoma, Andrew. I am taking the University of Central Oklahoma on Ooh, this one. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I think uh, we saw we saw Ohio last year. They're you know they're they're heavily. Uh, I mean they've got they're second in the league, seven hundred thirty five pims. So UCO is going to get some opportunities on the power play there. You know they are. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we saw Ohio last year, and I wasn't none too impressed with what I saw out of them. So I think they're kind of, I mean, they're big, 
but slow. And I think uh, I think UCL will take advantage of that and, and put up some points on them. Well, we'll see. We're going to find out. I know that Ohio likes to play an awful lot of their games at home, and so they rarely, if ever, venture away from uh, the Bird Arena there in Athens. And um, this past weekend they did. They had to go to play in their conference playoffs, and they lost um, in a uh, in kind of a crazy game. We'll talk about that one a little bit later. But um, they lost to, uh, to uh, Illinois. So... Um, yeah, I would. Uh, I, I think Ohio is kind of primed for the pick, and I'm not sold on them necessarily as a solid uh, number four. Yeah, no, I'm not either. Not either. All right, the next game on Friday would be uh, the number three Lindenwood Lions taking on the winner of Drexel versus IUP. You said that was Drexel, so Lindenwood yep. versus Drexel. Yeah, not even close. This is a no-brainer. <laughs> this is a no-brainer. Lindenwood all the way on this one. Number the third game on uh, Friday would be number two Liberty taking on the winner of Vegas versus ASU. So this would be number two Liberty against uh, Arizona State. You said I did, and I uh, I got to go against everything, yeah. and I think uh, I think Liberty is good, and I yeah, I got Liberty taking this one. Yeah, Liberty. I I think the top three are really tough. Um, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, number one is uh, the number one team in the nation is Adrian. Um, they are going to uh, they play on Friday at eight thirty. They'll play the winner of the Aquinas Calvin game. Um, and you said that was going to be Aquinas, so Adrian versus Aquinas. Yeah, I'm going Adrian all the way on this one. These two teams they just played. Actually, I think it was Adrian and Calvin uh, played here in the uh, recently in the uh, in their conference tournament, and I. Thought if I, if my memory serves, I think Adrian and Aquinas played in the semifinals. Adrian beat Aquinas and then ended up beating Calvin. So yeah, um, yeah that's probably a solid yeah, way. The, I, the way this is shaping out, Andrew, I think one, two, and three are just beasts. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on Adrian as being a true number one, but I'm definitely sold on number two and number three. Now you're just repeating talking points you hear at the rink. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, Adrian. Adrian's lost two games all season long to the number two uh, team on the road in the last minute of both games. Give him, uh, give him some credit. Uh, no credit here. They might play Tough. some. They might play some some uh, Purina dog chow during the season, but they also play some really good teams. And they uh, beat. Them. I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm not convinced. All right. So says the Oklahoma uh, guy. So yeah, not not convinced. All right. That's that's Andrew wearing his assistant GM hat there for Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> yeah. As opposed to his objective hat. So the uh-huh. podcast hat. All yeah. Right. All right. Hey, the fun games. Uh, not that these two, those Thursday and Friday aren't fun, but the really fun games are the are the five through twelve games on Saturday. Uh, and, uh, boy, we got some uh, crazy matchups here. Yes, uh, we do. Minot State kicks things off on Saturday morning at 10 against uh, North Dakota rival Jamestown, the number 12 team. So you got Minot State, Jamestown. The the nice thing, Andrew, with those guys, they've only played each other 133 times all season long. Uh, yeah, every time you look around, every weekend, it's they're playing each other, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, have, we have some good history to go on, and I think that uh, their split is uh, pretty even. I think... Minot has won 66 games, and Jamestown <laughs> has won 66 games, and I think they tied once. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Jamestown stands a chance on this one. I'm taking Minot. Well, I'm I'm kind of with you there. Um, when I, I, why not Minot? When I they're the defending national champions, and uh, when I say that numbers one through three are beasts, uh, the 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 other team that I think is a beast of a team is Minot State. Oh, no doubt. No they, doubt. Those guys, yeah. they're built differently. They're they're men. And they're built for nationals. 
Oh, no doubt. They're yeah. yeah, they're big, they're strong, and they're they're built to play three or four games in four or five days, right? It's, yep. Yep. Yeah. They're yeah. I'm I'm hundred percent in on that game. The, the number two game on Saturday at one thirty in the afternoon is scheduled to be number six Michigan Dearborn playing number eleven Davenport. Again, those are two teams that play uh, out of Michigan. They've seen each other a few times. They're in two different conferences, but uh, they they're still right there in Michigan. So Dearborn versus Davenport, Andrew. Who do you got? I am I am taking Dearborn on this one. Woo, Dearborn, really? I am taking Dearborn here. Now you know this is just me. Um, I would take your argument against Adrian. You say mm, they haven't played anybody. You know, uh, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I, I I would apply that. I would take that argument and apply it to Dearborn. I kind of like Davenport. Davenport's gritty. I like Phil Sweeney. I like his team. I like his yeah. I like what he brings, and um, so I'm a fan. I think Davenport might sneak at him, but I'll, I've got it written down here. Andrew picks yeah. Davenport. I mean De- Dearborn. Yeah. Dearborn, yeah. All right, the number uh, the, the number three game on Saturday is going to finish. Uh, see number seven Stony Brook play number ten Indiana Tech. Um, I don't know anything about any of these teams except for one of them has a funny accent and one of them is <laughs> somewhere in Indiana. They uh, going. I don't know anything about either one of these teams either. But going off of goals for goals against and all that mumbo jumbo, I am taking Indiana Tech. Ah, really? I am. <laughs> well, we we can we've also got some more stuff to talk about with regard to Stony Brook a little later on, so it's probably <laughs> probably a pretty good call. Yeah, I'm taking Indiana Tech on this one. And the last game of the night features uh, the WCHL's very own Arizona Wildcats, the champions of the conference, taking on number nine Illinois. Um, so eight nine in the marquee matchup on the at least the primetime matchup on Saturday. Who do you got there, big man? You know what? I'm taking Arizona on this one. I don't think uh, damn right Illinois. I, I don't think Illinois is a true top ten team. I think uh, oh. just just the uh, cards fell right for them here at the end of the season, and they snuck in there. But uh, yeah, I think Arizona is going to have their way with them. Wow! Look at you. All right. Well, I I hope I hope you're right, and I, I'm 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 taking Arizona myself as yeah. well. Yeah. You know we and, and we watched I watched those guys play. Uh, Illinois play UCO at the beginning of the season, yeah. mid- midpoint of the season, whatever that was. And they're just, I don't know, there's something about them. They're just slow. They like to do a lot of clutching and a lot of grabbing and all that. So I think uh, Arizona's game's going to play right into that, and they'll skate circles around these guys. Woo, I like it. I like it. All right, well, here we go. Let's. Um, now here's the fun part. We've got to figure stuff out and who's doing what. Uh, yes. because you have on Sunday, we have another four games and you, ha- it's the winner of the Friday, the, the 10 o'clock game on Friday against the winner of the 10 o'clock game on Saturday. You have said that's going to be Minot state versus UCO. Who yep. do you have Minot state I, versus UCO? I am, I am taking Minot state on this one. Ooh, I like it. All right. Yeah, I think, I mean, I shouldn't like it, but, uh, cause I wish that UCO would move into the semifinals, but, uh, Minot's pretty tough. Minot's pretty tough. I think uh, I think the wild card for me here is Alex Henry. If he plays well and plays like he can, I think uh, I think UCO stands a pretty good chance at this one. If he uh, if he comes in a little off, I think Minot will sniff that out and be all over it, and I think they'll prevail. Yep. Well, I yeah, I don't think you're far off. They they definitely have attendee who can uh, who can steal it all. That's for sure. And Alex Henry. No doubt. So yeah. Yep. No doubt. If he's hot and he's on, he can he can beat anybody. Yep. 
Um, game number, uh, the second game on Sunday is going to feature, according to Andrew and his predictions, would be Lindenwood versus Michigan Dearborn. Boy, that'll be a barn burner. Yeah, barn burner. I've got a shocker here for you. No way. Oh, yeah, I'm taking Dearborn. Oh, oh man. See, I just was bagging on him. I'm, I would think that would be Lindenwood-Davenport, and that would be an absolute bloodbath. But you're going to say Lindenwood loses to Dearborn. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a bloodbath. So I wouldn't mind seeing a Lindenwood Davenport matchup. Yeah, but uh, yeah, with the way I've got it picked out here, I am taking Dearborn over Lindenwood. All right, game number three on Sunday would be Liberty versus Indiana Tech. That's number two versus number ten. Yeah, I'm taking Liberty all the way on this one. There you go. And then the last game would be number one Adrian against number eight U of A, the defend or the back to back WCHL conference champions. Andrew, don't, don't, don't fail me. The, uh, you know what? This I, is the WCHL podcast. Remember that, Andrew. I know, I know. And I, you know what? I originally have Adrian picked here, but I'm, I, I you know what? I, I don't know what to think about Adrian. The, uh, you, you were just bagging on him. Yeah, I know. I don't think they're, I don't think they've played anybody tough all season. And I think, uh, I don't think their schedule builds them for, builds their season up to, to end it at nationals. Yes. The, uh, yes. So I have Adrian marked down on my list here, but I think I'm going to switch it as I talk myself out of it, and I am going to go Arizona on this one. Whoa, look at you. I like it. Way to be a conference ch- a, a, a conference man. I like it, Andrew. Yeah, Arizona, they're, they're, they're tried and tested throughout the season here, right? Well, they definitely have the talent. Let's just see if they have the depth yeah. to, uh, to survive. So Yeah, uh, Adrian, Adrian, I'm not sure about. They, uh all right. Well, hey, if that's the case, Andrew, then here's how your quarterfinals are going to, or your semifinals are going to work. You're going to have uh, Liberty versus Arizona and Minot yep. versus Dearborn. So let's go uh, uh, Minot versus Dearborn. Who do you got? I'm taking Why Not Minot. Minot, Minot. And then in the other game, you would have Liberty versus Arizona. I am taking Liberty. Oh, my gosh. All right, Arizona fans. Send all your hate mail to Andrew Majorcurve <laughs> yeah, yeah. at WCHL Podcast backslash Andrew forward slash at WCHL Podcast.com. Uh, okay, so in your championship game, you've got Liberty versus Minot. Who's going to be our national champion, according to Andrew Majorcurve? I am taking Liberty on this one. Woo, so you say they're going to get it done. I think they'll get it done this season. Well, hey, you know what? Kirk Andy, uh, if that's the case, I mean, this is just me. I don't think of those two teams. I think of the two coaches. Those guys are both great guys. Wade Regier yes. at, at Minot State is awesome. Kirk Handy at Liberty. Both of them are class acts. I consider both of them to be good friends. And um, uh, I would be happy for either, sad for the other. Um, yep. So yep. That, uh, if Liberty wins, then, uh, then su- such is life and so be it. Great for Kirk Handy. That'd be great. Yeah, that's... So there you go. You heard it first. There's your, there's your ACHA national champion. All right. Now, do you have any uh, any other stats for us? You dropped some penalty minute stats for us. Do you have oh, like got... uh, the number of bleached heads? The over under for bleached heads on Liberty that's oh. going to show up. Oh, if they're bringing twenty three, there's going to be twenty three bleached heads walking around. <laughs> Can you, can you imagine what beauty supply place there is in Lynchburg, Virginia, oh. that sells one type of bleach, oh, one one color of blonde? Yeah. Obnoxious. And then, then my not, they usually do something. They usually do beards or mustaches or something, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's like broken teeth. Yeah, they, they do something there. 
Yeah, they they bring men to the tournament. Yeah, they're coming down <laughs> chewing on lug nuts and uh, and, and tire yeah, so, irons. No, no doubt they bring men to the tournament. Yeah. But, All right, so yeah. lay some stats on us there, big man. Oh, what are you looking for? I've got so in your in your finals championship matchup here. Yeah. Liberty averages nineteen point eight penalty minutes per game. Okay. And Minot averages fourteen point three. So, so it's gonna. So it's going to be a, uh, it's probably going to be a rough game. <laughs> the, uh, you know, probably a, probably a hotly contested game. Yeah. Liberty, Liberty is scoring 6.1 goals per game while giving up 2.2 goals per game. Okay. Minot is scoring 5.2 per game and giving up 1.7. So. Tie all that, that together us, for me. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it'll be a two to one, three to two, something like that. <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds like it's going to be just a fist fight. Canadians yeah, versus I've, Christians. I'm in. I'm in. Wow. Yeah, I'm in for the gong show. Let's watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Hey, uh, all of these games are going to be broadcast by the ACHA on their YouTube channel, uh, for the national championships. Uh, something that we've got going on this year, it's uh, something that's very unofficially done, uh, uh, but it's done by our friend there in Dayton, Ohio, the wizard, all hat, no cape. He's put together a little uh, prediction contest that uh, that we've uh, put out there on the, on the interwebs and via some tweeters and Facebooks, and um, I will retweet it uh, on the WCHL uh, Twitter uh, account again. Uh, so if you're interested, if you, we now have Andrew's predictions. If you have your own mm-hmm. predictions, jump in, you know, as we were saying earlier, get in the ring, throw your hat in the ring and, um, let's see what you got. I can tell you that, uh, there might be a prize or two to the grand champion of this prediction contest. Yeah. What's, what's fish getting me? Oh, it might be, you know, it might be a game puck. It might be a, a, a vanilla shake. It might be, you know. Well, he owes me one of those anyway. It might be like a banner. Maybe we'll steal a team banner and, and just hand it to the uh, to, to the to the prediction champion. But yeah, we're, we're, go. we're going to find some stuff. Maybe we'll sneak into the Dallas Stars locker room and get Tyler Seguin's uh, elbow pads or something. I know, I know a couple of guys that are good at stealing uh, banners from down there, so maybe I can. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> maybe I can just holler at those guys and say, hey, get me one of those, would yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy. Thank you for reminding yeah. me about that. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was one team down there that stole the banners. Yeah. 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 And they happen to be my it's former a- team. Somebody on this podcast may know where that banner's at. <laughs> it's, that would definitely not be me. <laughs> so that, by the process of elimination, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right, hey, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about some stuff, and um, then we'll uh, let's talk about some, what I did over the weekend and uh, some real life stuff that's happening. Sound good? I'm in. Let's do it. Here we go. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. One, drop your glove. Two, catch the jersey. Three, over the head. And where I'm from, we call this the Inglewood Jack. What I say? That's the way. Inglewood Jack. Yeah. Inglewood Jack. Love 
Dang, that made me want to get up and move a little bit there, Andrew. I know. I was, I was moving around a little bit. Jeez, that made here. me. I'm, I'm going to have to do a little Zumba or something. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, Andrew. You know what time it is? Do you know, do you know what time it is, Andrew? Oh, yeah. It's time to go wash our hands. Oh. I'm telling you what. This is this is crazy. We are. We're good. Oh. We are We're just, giving everybody the corona through the radio. Um, this is, it's just wild. I don't know what's going on. But, um, you know, everybody is just in a, in a, in a panic. <laughs> yes, they are. Holy smokes. Oh, about the coronavirus. We should, we should take a timeout. Now that we're back, we should take a timeout. Yes. We'll stay on the air here. Everybody listening, go wash your hands for 20 seconds and then come back and we'll continue. You know, <laughs> we. You know what you can do. You can probably sing Andrew Major Kurth twenty uh, ten times, and, and you're done. And then you're done washing your hands. Yeah. Holy well, smokes. So the coronavirus, as everyone knows, is the news of the day, um, and things are getting canceled left and right. And I can tell you from uh, from uh, a personal. Um, this is a little inside baseball. I know that it is very high on the uh, concern list for the ACHA. Um, and even though we just ran through um, the, the, the men's division one uh, matchups uh, breaking later, we're recording this uh, podcast on Tuesday night, March the 10th. And about an hour or so ago, um, Stony Brook university put out a tweet that said, uh, or Stony Brook hockey, I should say, put out a tweet saying that their university is not allowing them to travel. So there's a possibility. Now, granted, the, the tournament starts in what, Andrew? Eight days. Eight days. And Stony Brook actually doesn't get going until March the 21st, so 11 day, uh, uh, 10 days. So there's always the possibility that the university is going to relent and let them travel down to Texas. Um, but um, right now, it's as we're recording this podcast, it looks like the university is not going to allow Stony Brook to appear at Nationals. And I also have it on some semi-good information that um, the same is going to happen, or the same is happened, has happened uh, to Drexel. Um, their university, their administration has prohibited any non-NCAA travel. So uh, both of those teams, now Drexel plays on Thursday, so they do play in eight days, whereas Stony Brook has a, two more days. Yeah, but, um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But the coronavirus is is causing all sorts of issues. There are, um, uh, I know that some basketball tournaments have been canceled as a result. I know that some hockey tournaments are uh, being played in empty arenas. I know that, um, and those are like the ones up in New York. I think I saw where the ECAC playoffs are now going to be held on campus, but um, in an empty arena before no fans. Um, I know that there are uh, the state of Ohio has recently banned uh, outdoor gatherings. So uh, sporting events, concerts, that sort of stuff, Um, indoor gatherings, uh, not outdoor, but indoor gatherings. And so that will affect some NCAA uh, basketball regionals that are coming up and some also uh, some NCAA uh, hockey stuff. Cause I think Ohio state was scheduled to host Michigan in their big 10 tournament. And then, nuts, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. So it's, anyways, that's the world that we're dealing with. So all that to say, Andrew, is um, it's, uh, we're, we're kind of in a state of flux right now. Yep, yep. No, it's, and I bet before we get past these eight days, I bet there's going to be a few more of these teams on the list that 
become in question as well, to whether they're going to be able to make it or not. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. Um, now, Andrew, you're married to a nurse. I am. And um, I've talked to you about this, uh, about this coronavirus. Is this something that we need to be concerned about or not? And you, know you, you, you basically told me, relax, big boy, relax. Yeah, yeah. No, this is completely unofficial. But, yeah, they're, they're not concerned here in Oklahoma at the hospitals yet. It's, you know, the flu is much larger than the coronavirus is. And it's killed way more people, and it's going to kill more people. But basically what we need to do is we need to act like adults and, and wash our hands, you know, and when you sneeze, sneeze into your armpit, you know, don't blast, yeah, don't blast it out over everybody. Yikes. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's getting blown way out of proportion in my opinion. Well, I know that uh, some of the other things that we've seen online recently, or at least in, in, not online, but reported in the news is, um, uh, uh, schools are shutting down or, you know, this is spring break time and uh, schools are closing their campus for a, a week or two. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's it's some, at least there's one school here in Oklahoma that has recently told their kids that, hey, if you're leaving campus for spring break, take all of your... Uh, take your stuff with you. Take your academic stuff with you because there's a strong possibility we're not going to be having class. We're not going to be coming back to class. That's, that's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. And, and this is just my opinion. I mean, obviously we're very concerned about public health and we don't want to dismiss or discount the fact that people need to pay attention. But as Andrew yeah. said, you know, wash your hands, don't lick any doorknobs or, 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 right. hand, or handrails. Right. Um, yeah. Keep your lips off the handrails. Yeah. I mean, don't be, <laughs> don't be sneezing into people's faces. Um, you know, don't wipe your nose with your hand and then go shake somebody else, shake somebody's hands. Yeah. Um, you know, use, wash for soap, wash with soap and water like, uh, good normal folks usually do. And, um, you know, if you can't do that, use as much hand sanitizer as you can possibly stand. And then, um, you know, take care of yourself, uh, and just be smart. If you're sick, stay home. If you're, uh, uh, not yeah, sick, it, then don't go around getting other people sick. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of, I think would solve this is just common sense kicking in you know and it's like you said wash your hands use hand sanitizer don't cough and sneeze on people don't don't wipe your nose with your hand and then go open a doorknob you know it's just common sense would go a long ways in this situation in my opinion yeah yeah i i you know this business about uh going to in-person or uh, getting away from in-person classes and sending kids home and you know like harvard shut down for the rest of the semester they're going to have online classes the rest of the way yeah, that's just, I, this is just me and maybe I'm cynical and, and I get it. We're all about public health and we want to be safe, but that kind of stuff in my mind is, is more of a PR move. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. That, that you know, they're, they're, and again, I'm sure I'm going to get criticized by some folks who are saying, Oh, Chris, you got this all wrong, but um, maybe, and again, I'm, I'm Admittedly, I'm a glass half empty kind of a guy, but when I see <laughs> when I see that kind of stuff, I I can't help but think that this is the schools trying to pass the buck, and basically, uh, and and I don't mean pass the buck for responsibility, but uh, what they're trying to do basically is saying, get out of here, don't die or get sick on our campus. Yeah, go it's... ahead and go ahead and go home and get sick and stay home, but don't. Uh, don't don't get deathly ill or pass away on our campus or in our dorms and you know that's 
I think that's what uh, that's what it's more about, as opposed to you know, it's it's disguised as public health. Yeah, and it's you know, and it's one of those things. You know, you sent me a press release last night from Pearl Jam, how they're postponing the first leg of their tour coming up, and they're they're talking about how it's how it's ripped apart their state of Washington, and and it's in their schools, and it's all over the place, and all this. And if you look at it, they've got twenty two cases. But I think, and if I if I and I don't quote me on this, but I'm I'm hundred I'm pretty sure that eleven of the twenty two cases were folks in a nursing home that already had compromised immune systems. Yeah, I think it's twenty two deaths up there in Washington. They yeah, have I, they have they, I think they have a, a a a number of cases, um, like h- hundreds of cases, but they have only twenty two deaths, and yeah, it comes out of one nursing home. Yeah, it's it's nursing, so it's you know. That's a lot of, and you know, if you have a compromised immune system, you know, it's you're probably more susceptible to it. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's just a pain, and it I, is. I'm not trying to discount it at all, um, but uh, it's it's affecting our national championship, and um, uh, you know, there's, I, I think what's going to happen, Andrew, is that, um, uh, you know, I don't, I, I hope no, I hope Stony Brook and Drexel are able to find a way to get to Dallas to play. I hope their universities relent. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of this is just me. If it's really hip, if it's really a public health concern, then it's very hypocritical to say the club sports can't go or can't travel. But hey, we're in the NCAA basketball tournament, so and we're going. We're going to go. Well, yeah, you know, we, we all there's no dummies here. We're we're not we're not stupid. That's big money right there talking. Right? Yeah, no doubt. Yep. So, and I get it that it's a club sport, and it's sure is easy to sit there and go, well, it's just a game, but not to these guys. And we're actually, you know, we're kind of in that gray area as we've talked about before. We're we're between um, we're between you know the Tiddlywinks and the Quidditch Club, and you know the football and the basketball teams. We're somewhere in that yeah, gray area. It's, it's not club, but it's also not varsity. And it and it's you know and it kind of stinks because these guys and these kids have worked all season for the past five, six months to get here. And now all of a sudden they're pulling the shoot on them. So it kind of stinks for those guys. Right. Yep. Yep. And I, and I get it. I get it that, um, you know, that they want to, I get it that the administrators are more concerned with, uh, public health and perceptions and, and, you know, the, uh, versus a game. I get that, but, uh, it's just, it sure does seem as if it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's an overreaction. You can say that Andrew. Um, oh, there, there's no doubt, <laughs> but I, you know, I just think it's, if people use common sense and let's also just be frank and honest. I mean, um, the hockey's played in a cold arena and these guys are covered up. Um, you know, the ACHA has instituted certain protocols. We're not, we're not doing handshakes anymore. We're doing the fist bumps with gloves on. Yeah. Everyone's got uh, their own individual water bottle. We're not sharing water bottles or anything so that, you know, nobody's inadvertently transmitting something from one person to another through, through sharing a water bottle. But, uh, and I think that's, you know, again, it gets back to common sense. Yeah. Common sense goes a long ways. So anyways, that's kind of where we are. So, um, Congratulations to everybody with the coronavirus, and um, you know, I guess, I guess we're just going to have to uh, see what happens. It's Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Sit and wait, right? Sit and wait. Oh, so hopefully Stony Brook, they've got a petition out there, an online petition. We'll I will retweet that through the WCHL account on Twitter, uh, so that if anyone's interested um, and they want to support that, I don't know how. 
I don't know how effective that will be, but hey, you know, it's their chosen, uh, uh, it's their weapon of choice, and so uh, good for them. They, uh, when I looked at it after dinner, so what, three hours ago? Yeah. They were looking for 2,500 signatures, and I think they were just shy of 2,100. Well, there you go. And that, and that was it. All at about 7 o'clock on Tuesday night, so they were they were getting close to their goal. Well, they might have to up their goal. Yeah. I, I, am, I, I, just, I am one of those signatures. I, I just don't know how effective that's going to be for a university administrator to be to care that Andrew and yeah. Norman or Chris in yeah, Oklahoma that, City or, you yeah. know, Phil in Grand Rapids or anyone else, you know, assigned this thing. They care about what's going to happen to their students. and Yeah, they're, yeah, no doubt. They also care about covering their own precious tales. And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the coronavirus, Andrew, it, it played an impact on uh, or potentially played an impact on uh, what I did over the weekend. I was in St. Louis for the uh, MCH conference uh, playoffs. Um, I jokingly refer to it as the B conference. Um, <laughs> those guys don't take it as a joke. Um, <laughs> but I was up at the Maryville University Hockey Center for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, the in uh, in in the I'll tell you how the coronavirus came into uh, play in a second. But uh, Friday night, Northern Illinois lost. Uh, they were the number f- number five seed. They lost to uh, Maryville University by a score of six to three. Uh, the number three seed uh, Midland beat the number six seed Waldorf uh, four to nothing. So Midland and Maryville moved on to play the very next day, and um, Maryville uh, was forced to play on the next day. They were forced to play the number one seed McKendry, and uh, boy, McKendry jumped out to a six to one lead. Andrew, Oof. six to one. Uh, the coach, John Hogan, used to play at Arizona, used to coach at Arizona. The Maryville coach uh, calls timeout, changes goaltenders, and son of a gun, if with not 29 seconds left in the game, he ties it up 6-6. to no six. Way. Come on. They come from 6-1 down to tie it at 6-6. Six to six. The place was going bananas. Oh, I can only imagine. They lost it in overtime. Uh. We Now, over now. Try, this is, again, inside baseball. Um. We were scrambling at overtime because I had I had told five of the six coaches what the overtime format was going to be. You know, it's just continuous play. We're not going to a shootout. It's not four and yeah. four, three on three. It's full 20, five on five. I told everybody but the McKendry coach. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. So I was scrambling to tell him. The officials were coming after me. Hey, how many timeouts do we have? Blah, 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 blah. I had to tell the other teams there was another team ready to go. Um, another game, and you know, we had uh, we went with our our format that we use at nationals. I stole a little bit from Brian Moran, um, and I told them, "Hey, if the game ends in the first ten minutes of overtime, then we will just go. We'll proceed directly on with uh, game two. They'll warm up on dirty ice. But if it yep. goes ten minutes and one second over, then uh, we'll have a full a full scrub with the Zam, and uh, we'll go on with some clean ice. And so, anyways, had to do all that. And then sure enough, about five minutes into overtime, McKendry scores a goal. Now, it was a contested goal. Um, the net was supposedly off its moorings just a little bit, and the puck slid in under the goal frame from the side. Oh, no way. And the referee was not on the goal line. He was more on the uh, more up at the uh, circle. And he, and he called it. And he called it a goal. Called it a goal. So I was getting blasted uh, for why don't we have GoPros or goal judges or anything like that. And I told them, I said, look, boys, it's our first year of the conference. Next year, I'll bring a pair of ring doorbells and we'll just put it behind the net. 
And, uh, you know, anytime the referee has a question, he can hit the ding dong and, uh, <laughs> we can watch the, we can rewatch the video. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that was exciting. That it was probably the, the game of the tournament, Maryville losing in overtime to McKendry seven to six wow. after being down by five. The, the next game was Midland against Illinois state. That was a two to one game. Illinois state uh, prevails. And this is where the coronavirus comes into effect because Midland <laughs> had a uh, Midland University on this Saturday um, shut down because they there was a confirmed case of the coronavirus in the town where the school is. Oh, jeez! Not, not on their campus, uh, just a coronavirus a confirmed case within the town. So the high school shut down, the university shut down, the YMCA shut down. It was uh, like a special Olympian that that was at that was at some event at the Y, and some Midland University football players were there, some high school football players were there, and so, anyways, the university uh, uh, shut down because it was a, um, you know, they couldn't they couldn't guarantee that who could who came into contact with anybody who might have right. been exposed. Yeah, which caused a big kerfuffle. Um, we went through uh, their head. Thankfully, their head athletic trainer for the entire university was there. They they sanitized the entire locker room before the guys went in. They sanitized it after they left. They sanitized the bench between periods. I mean, they were ultra, ultra, ultra um, all over it. Oh man, I'm telling you what, they were all over it. Uh, but and then they went home, and uh, uh, so uh, uh, anyway, so. Th- the championship game was on Sunday. It was McKendry University, the number one seed, playing Illinois State number two, and McKendry just jumped out all over them. It was a four to one McKendry win, and McKendry is the champions of the B Conference, the MCH. Next the year, next year that conference will have an auto bid. So uh, McKendry nice. won the regular season; they won the the playoffs. So they would have been. So they'd have been in. They'd have been in. They uh, very nice. Did you fill the uh, championship trophy with uh, Purell? I filled the championship trophy with uh, with peanuts and M and M's while I was sitting in my hotel room, and then yes, I filled it with Purell and Clorox wipes. There you go. Instead of putting little ribbons on it, we yeah we put Clorox wipes on the outside to just hang off. Yeah, you get a Clorox wipe, and you get a Clorox wipe. <laughs> it's kind of funny the uh, the the McKendry. Uh, this isn't speaking out of school. The McKendry athletic director was very concerned with. Um, you know, the boys keeping their gloves on and their helmets and all that stuff. And what do you do when you win a championship? You take everything off. Yeah, it's a yard sale, right? And you go celebrate and hug your friends and take a picture and, you know, you're holding it over your hand and you're kissing the damn thing. And Yep. Yeah, well, we heard about it the very next day. So uh, I can imagine. Yeah, once again, administrators. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, the non-sports people. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know hockey. Oh, yeah, wait, that's us. Know. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, hang on. We don't... We don't have any clue. We don't know the rules. We don't. We're not hockey guys. Yeah, we're we're all of the above. Hey, we've got. Um, hey, speaking of playoffs, Andrew, it's kind of crazy. In the Central States Collegiate Hockey League, we had the world's longest college hockey playoff game. I saw that. That was crazy. Happened on Saturday night. It was in the CSCHL. It was Lindenwood versus Iowa State. Andrew, the game got started. Oh, the game, the game got started at four o'clock or I mean, I'm sorry, at five o'clock in the afternoon. It went five overtimes. It did not finish until midnight. How about that? Five to four Lindenwood finally wins. It was a four to four game. 
after three periods of play, they played another five periods, and Lindenwood finally scored with like two minutes to go in the fifth overtime. They almost went to a sixth overtime. How about that? And they still had to play a game after that game too. They, well, they had there was that was the first of two semifinals. Um, this the game was being played at Illinois, which is you know a gigantic sheet of ice. Anyways, they call it the Big Pond. It's two hundred feet by one hundred and twenty-five feet, so yep. it's an extra twenty feet on both sides of the rink, wide. And yes, um, the Iowa State Lindenwood game got started at five o'clock. It ended at midnight. And the Ohio-Illinois game that was supposed to start at 7.30 did not start until 12.30. It didn't get over until 4 in the morning. (laughs) And then the winner of both of those games had to come back at 1 in the afternoon to play for the championship game. That is crazy. So I've got the score sheet for the Iowa State-Lindenwood. Yeah? Lindenwood pumped 94 total shots in the game. (laughs) 94 shots. Oh, Oh, my Lord. I was talking the, to somebody who was there. They said it was very strategic that if anybody skated outside of the circles, they let them go. That Nobody moved outside of the circles on from a defensive uh, position. So you can shoot wow. all you want from the outside. How about that? Jeez. So, so Kozak, the Iowa State goalie that played, he had 157 minutes in net. <laughs> That's a weekend. He saw... He's that's a weekend. He saw 94 shots and he saved 89 of them. He made 89 saves in one game. Oh my gosh. That guy's and lost and lost (laughs) and lost. What did, what did the Lindenwood, what were the shots the other way? Uh, 46 over, over, uh, over an eight period game. Oh, so yeah. So, so really it was, what is that? 1927. 27 to 18 oh. were the shots after after regulation. <laughs> and then in the first OT, the shots were 7-4. And then Lindenwood must have figured out the strategy of not playing the man on the outside. Yeah. Because they fired 22 shots in the second overtime period. Oh. Oh, wow. my. Yeah. Oh. Can you, I, I had heard, and this, again, well, I'll just say it. Brian Moran, the men's division one commissioner, he presented the, um, he's also the commissioner for the Great Lakes Collegiate League. Earlier that day, Calvin and Adrian played a one thirty game in Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan. He drove, he drove over uh, from, from Grand Rapids. Once that game concluded, he drove on Saturday to Illinois thinking he was not going to get there. To uh, see the game. To see any of the games, he, but he would be there for the championship game the next day. Yeah. He, he got there in the middle of the second intermission, <laughs> saw, saw saw all the rest of the over. Uh, I'm not the second intermission, second overtime. I'm, I meant state was there for all five over for the until the fifth overtime, and he stayed for the follow up, the Ohio Illinois game. So he was at the rink. He oh. told he told me he didn't get back to his hotel room until five thirty in the morning, oh. and he had to be back at the rink for a one o'clock puck drop Sunday. Oh, oh, how about that? that? That is miserable. That is miserable is right. Oh, I, oh yeah. Hey, speaking of miserable, uh, I'm going to have to sit down. I have all the ballots from uh, from most of the WCHL uh, coaches. The WCHL awards are going to come out uh, this week in terms of first team, second team, rookies, most valuable player, coach of the year, that kind of junk. So uh, speaking of miserable, that's, that's my night. That's what I get to look forward to tonight, Andrew. <laughs> that's good for you. 
And uh, the other bit of news that we have is uh, it was announced today that Grand Valley State University out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, they're uh, currently an ACHA Men's Division II team. Former, uh, I think they won the national championship in uh, like, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago. And then they played for it twice after that. But Grand Valley State is moving to uh, Men's Division One next year. They're going to join that Great Lakes League that we were just talking about. Joining the joining the big boys, are they? That's right. So here it is. Let's see. They won the D2 championship in 2011, and then they were the national runners-up in 12 and 13. So they're going to uh, – they've been accepted into that Great Lakes League. They're going to be the eighth team in that uh, league. Right now they only have seven. So uh, good for them. And that will yeah. move the ACHA from 70 to 72 teams. Awesome. Because George Mason, whoever he is – um, that school's out of Washington, D.C. They're going to join that uh, t- uh, uh, terrible Philadelphia league. Yeah, who's George, who's George Mason? Why does he have a hockey team? Yeah, why does he want to play hockey? Who, who, <laughs> who is this George fella? The uh, little bit of change on the landscape is coming. Um, Drexel, who is currently the champion of the ECHA, they are moving conferences next year. They're going to join that Liberty, uh, Delaware, Ro- Stony Brook, Rhode Island conference, the ESCHL. So... Um, George Mason's going to move in to that ECHA spot and, um, yeah, I guess it'll be a little bit more interesting. Well, here, let's awesome. see, let's, I'm, I'm gonna let, let me look at the rankings really quick. Let me see who would have won it had it not been, um, Drexel who came in second. I think it was survey says would have been Westchester. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So, um, yeah. Hey, um, the WCHL, and let's just, uh, to, to kill a little bit more time, the WCHL um, had, uh, we finished third in terms of uh, the average ranking uh, for as a conference. The Central States Collegiate League had uh, finished number one. The Eastern States Collegiate League with Liberty and Stony Brook finished number two. And the WCHL was number three. Right behind us was this Michigan League that we're talking about, the GLCHL. And then the new WAC, then their independent leagues, then my B conference. They finished, uh, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Seventh, that's not bad. And then the not bad. Then we have the terrible Pittsburgh League, the crappy uh, Philadelphia League, and that god-awful <laughs> New York League. Those were the last three. So I was just, my, my B conference was uh, just ahead of those three terrible that's- things. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's, as long as we weren't worse than those guys. Wow. Oh, yeah. That would be embarrassing. All right, Andrew. What else do you got? You know what? We've uh, we've talked the pandemic. <laughs> hey, hold, we've talked. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to get some Purell out. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah every, I'm telling you. Oh. Every, everybody, pause and wash your hands. Jeez. Let's let's all be adults here together, and let's all go wash our hands real quick together. You know, <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah. I think we've exhausted all of our uh, all of our stories for tonight. We've, uh, the, the tournament is coming up in Frisco. I'll be heading down. Hopefully I'll be heading down on Tuesday, um, to set stuff up and, uh, get things ready to rock and roll. I know our good friend, Russ Slagle and Andy stores are going to be down there on Sunday. Uh, hopefully getting stuff set up. Uh, who knows? They might just be walking around with their thumbs up their butt for two days. That's more, more, but, uh, I doubt it. I'm sure they're going to be hustling and trying to get stuff going. Uh, banners and, uh, yes, heat kills and all sorts of, I think we're going to try to hang jerseys and pennants and we're going to try to gussy the place up again. Like we did last year, the, uh, make it look sharp down a Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, we're, 
we're, we're just going to slather. Bring your ice skates to to the seats. We're oh. just going to slather Purell all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. <laughs> hey, um, you know, Andrew, that little uh, bar area that uh, that gets you up into the suites? Yep. I think the Dallas Stars, you know, the NHL has now instituted some sort of, uh, you know, you know a policy with regard to the coronavirus. And, you know, they're not allowing media members like within six feet of their star players or anything like that. Really? Yeah, so they're going to hold their press conferences while the stars are in town. I, I understand they're going to have their press conferences in that bar area, uh, oh, which geez. is yeah. So that could cause a little bit of issue, but um, yeah, they're it, not going to let us go freewheeling in there like right. we did last year. Yeah, that's all right. Maybe they'll let us uh, uh, just take the elevator up to the suites. Who knows? Hey, we can we can uh, we can be with the common man. We might. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of that. We can. We can set up our podcasting stuff and and do our interviews with the commoners. There you go. There you go. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting down there. Looking forward to some games. Um, you know, hopefully Stony Brook and Drexel will be able to figure their stuff out and uh, make their way down to Dallas. And hopefully, no other teams or, or no other schools are going to uh, pull the shoot and allow their uh, the all all the remaining teams will be able to come down to uh, to the tournament. I'm looking forward to seeing U of A and ASU and UCO get yeah. after it. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you down there. We'll bring the podcast. Make sure to, uh, you need to make sure to get some headsets. I think you might know where a couple are. Yep, I got I got headsets and the whole, yeah, I got everything. I'm ready. S- spray those babies down with some uh, Clorox or some uh, for, uh, Formula 409 or something. Yeah, I'm going to bring all my goodies with me. And yeah, we're going to rock and roll and have a great time. We'll have a little preview by then. Hopefully we'll have a better idea as to what's going on. I have a, uh, if, if I have a kind of a sneaky sense, I might know how things go if Drexel and Stony Brook don't show up. But um, yeah, and, and if that's the case, we'll have an emergency podcast uh, to kind of blast that out out there. And then we'll, uh, yeah, let's let's talk. We'll talk some shop uh uh, before things get going and maybe we'll get some, uh, if, if people aren't scared to talk into a microphone that's shared with other folks, we'll, uh, <laughs> or headsets that, you know, haven't necessarily, you know, that, that have been worn by other folks, then, uh, then yeah, we can, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get our, some folks on there. We'll get our bottles of, uh, disinfectant wipes and have them like water bottles sitting out like, like sponsorship, <laughs> like they do at the basketball and all that, sitting on the table. We'll have those sitting out in front of our computers so people know what's going on. Instead of a Gatorade or a Coca-Cola, we'll have it's a, gonna be a big Clorox bottle. Big Clorox and a Purell. Yeah. We might just we might just we might just plop a big bottle of bleach down there on the corner and let them know that the guys at the WCHL podcast aren't joking around with us anymore. That's right. We're, we're, not, we're not killing ninety nine percent of germs. We're gonna kill a hundred percent of the germs. Yeah, we're killing hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've killed a hundred percent of your ears and this in the cell the brain cells today. So uh, we appreciate everybody's patience. Andrew, uh, I, it's hard to believe that it's here. How many days away did you say it was? We're, as of Wednesday the 11th, we're eight days out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is here. It's here. The WCHL is, find it on Twitter at WesternCHL. It's also at WesternCHL.com. I don't know that I've updated it. I don't know that I care to. Um, the <laughs> ACHA um, uh, website is ACHAHockey.org. You can follow the men's um hockey on acha excuse me i'm getting the corona <coughs> um <laughs> it's acha men's d1 on twitter um i will be running that for uh most of the tournament so um scores and updates and snarky memes that might be uh we might see a little bit of that there 
And then, um, yeah, if you want to follow the other divisions, they also they're on Twitter too. I don't care about them though. So <laughs> that's bad. That's bad of me to say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're we're here for the big boys. The community, the communications director. Eh, I don't care about them. So yeah, yeah. We we cover the big boys. That's there, it. There you go. Very good. Anything oh. else, Andrew? I've got nothing else for you. All right, I'm going to hit the magic button. Are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. All right, everybody, we'll see you later. We'll catch you next week. Everybody be safe out there and wash your hands. 